Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to the DJ University podcast. In this episode, I'm so excited to share with you a very, very amazing interview. But before I do, I just want to invite you to my free masterclass at dguniversity.com slash masterclass, where I unveil my three-part full-time income method, which breaks down everything that you need to do from starting out all the way to generating a full-time income as a DJ. So making a living doing what we love to do, right? So make sure to claim your free seat at dguniversity.com slash masterclass. How do you become a DJ and create an incredibly successful lifestyle while everyone around you doesn't even believe it's possible? That's the big question. And this podcast will give you the answer. Welcome to the DJ University Podcast. DJ University Podcast. Hey, what's up, everyone? My name is Ben from DJ University, and welcome to the DJ University Podcast. Today, we have a very, very special guest. His name is Nick Bonitatibus of Digital Champions, and he helps businesses implement social media and video marketing strategies to increase brand awareness. He's also a professional speaker, and he's actually performed in front of large crowds all over the country. He also happens to be a business coach, a digital marketer, and recently moved to San Diego, California, which happens to be the state that we are in as well. So welcome to California. Some people right now in this turbulent world uh, have so-and-so feelings about California, but we're always welcoming new people and we're always happy to welcome new people to our state. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, I appreciate the welcome. It's funny because when I move here, some people are like, why are you moving there when people are leaving? I'm like, there's still plenty of people coming here and it's amazing Absolutely. here. So people that are leaving, hopefully they're going somewhere else warm, but if you're going somewhere cold, you should rethink your strategy. <laughs> and then the ironic part is that a lot of people that are leaving California are heading to Texas, which they thought was a warm place. But then with recent news, water pipes are bursting due to cold temperatures. So where's yeah. iron? there's irony in that. <laughs> <laughs> and I heard that a lot of people from Sandy, I don't know if this is true, go to back and forth between Arizona. I, I don't know if that's true. I yeah, because it's kind of a quick hop and a skip over. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Nick, we're so glad to have you on the podcast. I'd love to ask you, like, uh, could you give the listeners, because you know, you and I have gotten to know each other a little bit, but can you give the li listeners a little bit of background on you and what you do for your clients? Absolutely. Yeah. So um, my focus is is really helping people to master the digital marketing world. And there's a lot that goes into that. And my specialization really comes with utilizing video marketing and social media. And I think a lot of times people get caught up in the details of like what really goes into that. Mm -hmm. um, and then some people just have no clue what they're doing. Um, so what I really try to do is create systems and really create a strategy behind what we're doing online. Um, and specifically doing it through that video aspect because video can do so much more for your business, for your brand, because there's that level of people getting to know you on a personal level. And you know, people wanna work with, they wanna go to shows, they wanna follow people that they know and they like and they trust and they start to see who they are as a person. And so to really be able to do that and express yourself in that format, you have the potential to not only connect with other people, but also really make an impact um, in the lives of the people that you're communicating with. And that's, that's what's really amazing, what I love about social media and video and what it can do for, for you and your audience. 
Absolutely. And one thing I would have to say is that, you know, video is super powerful, right? Uh, in my opinion, it's the second best to in-person selling or advertising or whatever you're trying to do, you know, spread brand awareness. It's literally, it, it, it's a medium that has like, you know, the visual and also the audible, but the visual is really powerful because it helps, you know, like you said, it helps the viewers get to know you a little better, right? On a more personal level. Absolutely. Yeah. Being able to have that connection. Like you said, you're hitting on those, those two key things, the visual and the audio make such a huge difference. And again, that, that, that brand recognition within your face, like it doesn't matter what you do, showing your face can have the biggest and greatest impact. You know, having that face with your, with your logo or your brand, like just makes the world of difference um, because that's what people can connect with. You know, a logo is like impersonal, but a person, you're really seeing them talk and communicate. And like you said, I mean, the stats are actually absurd with like videos on your sites through social media. I mean, the, the conversions of people doing business with or working with when you have a video on your site, it, it, you know, 70% of marketers report that, you know, video converts higher than any other medium. Mm -hmm. And if you think about too, with social media, these new platforms keep coming out like TikTok, and, uh, it's like, they're all video, all you know, video. aside from clubhouse, you know, most of these new platforms that are going to come out are probably going to have some element of video. So it's not going anywhere. You might just be putting your video somewhere else. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I understand that like we all have a story. So I'm kind of intrigued to find out what got you into digital marketing in the first place and then specifically focusing on video as well. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, fresh out of college, I got a job working for a small business consulting company and they were just a startup. They had only been in business for two to three years. So they were still pretty new figuring things out brought me on as an intern. I was getting paid, you know, $10 an hour as a, you know, college graduate, bachelor's degree, getting paid $10 an hour. And, you know, I was there and I, and I got thrown into this small business world. And specifically I started doing video marketing and social media among a, no, a number of other things, but the company was really smart about leaning into like the strengths that they see. And so I got really attached to video marketing. I just thought it was so cool. It was always something that I kind of liked to do. I did some projects in college um, as, as an actor, um, but it was more of just kind of like fun that like one of my friends had done. But, you know, just loving that video aspect where I was spending my weekends, you know, on a Sunday, I would wake up and watch YouTube videos about how to make better videos. So it just became a passion of really enjoying, you know, creating content and having fun ways to portray the content. But what ended up happening is, you know, through this progression of this company, which I still love them and still work with them um, occasionally with different things. But one of the things that happened is I got to speak on stage in 2016. Mm -hmm. And when that moment happened, when I, you know, volunteered, which was nerve wracking at that time too, all I thought about was, this is great. They're going to have to pay me more if I speak on stage, you know, or this is a great resume builder if I'm speaking on stage. But when I spoke for the first time about social media, it was 20 minutes. It was in Philadelphia, um, which is where I'm from. And so it's like a little poetic in that regard. But coming off that stage, everything changed for me. It was just, wow, like this is where I belong, you know, providing 
content, providing value to the audience, but also there were so many people that came up to me after asking questions. So I saw that there was this dramatic need for what I was teaching. And so I continued to speak at the events for the company, but I would see, you know, my boss and what he was able to do being an entrepreneur and the freedoms that he had, you know, he would roll in at 11 o'clock and leave at three. And I was like, I want that, you know, I'm, I'm working like 60 hours, you know, I was working really hard trying to prove myself, like do my best. And I loved what I was doing. Like I loved my job. And that's why I always use this quote. Cause it's funny. It's like, I quit my dream job so that I could create my dream life. Oh, I love that. And it's just been an amazing journey since then. You know, they were, they were really great and supportive the whole way. You know, I let them know that I was thinking about doing this. They helped kind of transition. Um, then COVID kind of threw a whole thing for, through a loop. Um, but, you know, it was kind of a burn the, all the, the ships mentality for me. And I was able to kickstart and really get things rocking enough to move to San Diego. I've had my best month was December and then February now is I topped December by even more. So, you know, just continually growing and living this amazing life in San Diego that I just never thought would have been possible. You know, it was something that I dreamed about. And now I truly feel like I'm living the dream as they say, but I don't say it sarcastically. Yeah, that is so incredible. You're designing your life as you're going through it. How, how incredible is that? Yeah, that's, I mean, it, it just shows what's possible, you know, like you put in the work and you put in the time and there was a lot of late nights. There was a lot of audio books. There was a lot of regular books there, you know, just really focusing on, on myself. And it's easy to look at where I am now and be like, and still look for the future. But I recently like uncovered a video from 2017 that I have recorded for myself. It wasn't actually supposed to be posted on social media, but I did post it recently, but it was just like, hey, stick to it. Just keep focusing, you know, keep audiobooks, keep working hard. Like, don't worry about what your other friends are doing or, you know, focusing on them. Like, you have your own path and just stick to it. Like, it's okay that you're doing something different than what everyone else is doing. Mm -hmm. And like, really having that and seeing that was so funny because, again, it was like 2017. And to where I am now, I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, like I, I did put in so much time, so many hours, you know, not doing those things that my friends were doing, you know, finishing a full day of work and then working after, you know, putting in that side hustle, putting in that time. And, and I did a number of different things from side hustles to websites to, you know, where I was doing the video marketing for people. I mean, just, you kind of do until you figure out what you really like, you know, just giving it a try. Um, but when you see the transition, you see the transformation, you know, from that video to now, um, it was, it was almost a little emotional of like what's capable. And I thought that it was going to be impactful to share that video because, and maybe you're, you're hearing this story and you can relate and you're, and you're in that position that, that I was in. And, and that's why I felt that I needed to share that video because, you know, maybe you're in that same boat. You have these dreams and you have these goals that you want to achieve and all of your friends are just doing something different. And it seems normal because the majority of people aren't doing this lifestyle. It's rare. It's a rare breed to like work on yourself, to listen to books, to listen to podcasts, to better yourself, to build a business. It's not common. Yeah. And we get, when we're surrounded by a bunch of people that aren't doing those things, we get confused and we're like, am I not doing, like, I feel like I'm supposed to be doing this. Like I want to build something for myself, but yet there's no one else that's doing this. 
-hmm. And it can be tough sometimes when you don't have that, that support system to, you know, those, those other entrepreneurs or other people with dreams that, that you're around. And it can be, it can really change your life when you start surrounding yourself with, with people that are like-minded and have big dreams and goals in life. Definitely. You know, one thing that comes to mind as I'm hearing you, you talk, uh, is, is one of Dave Ramsey's famous quotes. I don't know if you follow Dave Ramsey. I'm a huge fan. Uh, he says, live like no one else so that later you can live and give like no one else. Right. Love it. Success is weird. Right. If, if we want to be normal, do what everything else, what everybody else does. And you're going to get the same results that everybody gets. Yeah. Do something extraordinary. You have to be willing to do things differently than the average person. Yeah, absolutely. I have the quote somewhere. I'm trying to look to see if I can um, find it on my, Oh, there it is. Okay, perfect. Yeah. I don't know who said this. I think my boss used to quote this a lot. Um, and he, he said it was Jerry race, but I'm sure there was other people that said it, but it's very similar to what you just said, you know, do what others won't so you can live how they dream. Oh yeah. I love that. And I'm, I'm assuming that right now, you know, we have a lot of DJs listening in on this podcast and you're probably getting them very excited because you're, you're, you're providing hope right now. You're providing inspiration and really your, your story is very similar to what a lot of us want to achieve as DJs, right? A lot of us have like weekday jobs or we're students and we're going to school during the week. Uh, or again, we have the nine, nine to five job and there's nothing more than we want to be able to make a living doing what we love, which just happens to be performing music, you know, DJing and, uh, creating help, help, you know, create memories on the dance floor and, uh, provide a lot of fun out in the world as well. Right. So I'd love to shift some gears cause, uh, you know, you, you mentioned you're a digital marketer and as you can imagine, DJs have to think a little differently on how to promote themselves out there. So from a digital marketing standpoint, do you have any advice or pointers to give to the DJs that could help um, help them with their marketing efforts? Yeah, um, absolutely. So I'll start. There's 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 two things. One that I kind of always talk about, and one thing that's kind of new and, and current that I think everyone should should jump on is especially relevant, um, you know, for you guys, for the DJs um, out there. So the first thing is is really understanding that you yourself are your own brand. And so, you know, whether or not it's not just about the music or the performance or like you when you're showing up and you're doing your thing, there's so much more to you as your brand and really being able to show up in that way. And a lot of cases that may just be with like Instagram stories, you know, and, and just showing that behind the scenes, you know, the more that you can communicate and talk to your audience and be real with them is going to be so much more impactful. You know, you see a lot of like influencers out there that, are, you know, let's say attractive. And so they get tons of likes, but there's not actually any value. There's not actually any content. And the real way, if you want to impact people is by talking and it doesn't necessarily have to be through video. Obviously I do recommend that you do it through video, but just really taking the time to create valuable insights of just sharing what's going on and sharing your journey. One of the biggest compliments that I ever got and what people are just so fascinated with is that they saw me back in 2016. They saw me like I would, I would make, I was making videos that had nothing business related. It was all personal development. I was just reading audiobooks and listening to podcasts. And then I would just share what I was learning 
and and people just started watching. And so they watched me go from just making content about that to, you know, speaking on stage to launching my own business to moving to San Diego. And so they've been able to watch my journey and progression. So I have just like real, like diehard fans of people who just want to support me with everything that I do, even though they may not be my ideal audience. And so when you can build this, this following of people who just love you as the person that you are, regardless of whatever your, you know, business, or if you're a DJ, like, again, it's, it's, that's not the most important thing. It's about you as the person. And the more that you're willing to open up and be transparent, the more that you're going to be able to connect with people on a deeper level. And those people are going to become super fans. There's a book called, um, Pat, uh, Pat Flynn called super fans. I haven't actually read the book and I don't usually quote or, or reference books that I haven't read, but I am <laughs> a fan of Pat Flynn. I've listened to a lot of his podcasts, but the concept of that, like super fans, you know, yeah. you're finding people that just absolutely love you. So instead of trying to find, Hey, let me just get tons of followers and tons of people. No, 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 no. Get people that absolutely love you. And that's going to have a greater impact now and later on the success to build a long, long successful career. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. I had a chance to read Pat Flynn's book, uh, super fans. And one thing that he touches on that I thought was so cool is that he personally actually reaches out to some of his fans. Like, you know, Pat Flynn is a very big podcaster and also a big personality on YouTube. Uh, so he's almost like a, a celebrity in a way, right? And to have him like personally reach out to you and give you a call is is a strategy that he uses to create instant fans, right? Because mm -hmm. you don't expect that from a from a personality like that, like a public personality like that. So uh, DJs, you know, one thing that you might be able to do is maybe there are some followers that really look up to you and maybe you DM them personally and, and not just a, a basic message that like is a copy paste message, but a personalized message that you're actually, you know, specifically addressing that person, that follower. And, you know, you're building a relationship, right? So that's what's going to ultimately turn them into super fans, right? A hundred percent. Yeah. And that's the definition, in my opinion, of social media. It's about building relationships. Mm -hmm. It's the core foundation and you can have such a huge impact. And, you know, a lot of times from, a, if you look at it, things from a business perspective, it's easy to look at ROI and things of that sort, but you can't measure ROI by sending a DM to a fan and talking with them. Like right. it just goes well beyond what you could put into a dollar amount or value. You know, for example, um, Gary Vaynerchuk always talks about like the Taylor Swift effect. And a lot of people talk about too, you know, and, and many of you guys, DJs may be doing weddings. And so one of the things that Taylor Swift does is she shows up at a wedding of a fan. Mm -hmm. And the thing is like her time is worth so high, like more like, hundreds of thousands of dollars her just like an hour of her time, you know, insane. And so from the looking at it, the dollar amount, the value is not there for her to show up at a wedding, mm -hmm. but she knows like the impact that it has. And then the social influence, cause then everyone at the wedding is like, Oh my gosh, Taylor Swift is here at the wedding. Everyone's posting it, everyone's sharing and just her value of a person. Cause again, that's what she's doing. It's not like, I mean, I'm sure she performs, but like nobody's talking about the songs that she's playing. They're talking about her as a person, you know, being caring. And she's somebody that, you know, donates to children's hospital a ton too. And it's like, it gets that part of a level of like, who do you want to be? Do you just want to be a performer or do you want to be someone that people look up to and admire and, you know, really want to be like, or, 
you know, be friends with, you know, and that's what you can do with social media because you get the opportunity for people to kind of see who you are as a person. Man, I love that. I wasn't aware that Taylor Swift did that. Actually, that's that's incredible. Yeah, wow. it's it's amazing. And then I, I want to make sure that I said this too because I wanted to share some like newer things that I've been noticing are super effective um, and really cool, especially from a, a mu- music standpoint. Um, so one thing with like Instagram Reels and TikTok, I mean, they're kind of in the same ballpark. They're very similar in that regard. You know, TikTok's one minute, Reels is thirty seconds. But what's cool is being able to add music to your um, to your reels or to your TikTok, and as music lovers, it's so cool to be able to incorporate that into building your brand or marketing your business. And what's what I've found to be unique about the the reels that I've done is I've done two specifically that were basically music videos that I recorded. One of them was during Christmas time. Uh, I did like a uh, Veliz Navidad. And then I did one recently that was, um, uh, what is, I'm drawing a blank on the, I get knocked down, but oh, I yeah. got you commented on, uh, oh, actually, yeah, yeah. <laughs> thumping or I've, I'm, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on what the, the name of it, the song is, but it's a popular song. But again, there was like a message behind it too. Like, Hey, it doesn't matter how many times you get knocked down. It's about how many times you get back up. Mm-hmm. But like those videos performed at an exceptional level. I received, there was 10 X the amount of followers I have to the amount of views that I got. Mm. Okay. And so like that to get that level of exposure is just so powerful. And the other side of it too is understanding like well is that your target market? But it doesn't matter to a certain degree because all of my followers because I got that many views saw the content. Yeah. And so like when you're posting on social media, only a handful of your actual followers are actually seeing your content. Throttle it, right? Unless you pay them. Yeah. Yeah, it's a pay-to-play world, unfortunately. You know, I'm a big... What percentages on that? Like whenever you post a story or a, uh, you know, just a newsfeed post? Yeah, so, I mean, I don't know how accurate this is, but I want to say it's like around 10%. 10%, guys. Did you hear that? So if you have a 1,000 followers, only 10% of those followers, so 100 people will actually see the things that you post, even though they're, they're following you right? The only yeah. way that you can actually boost it to get more of that reach is by paying Facebook, who also own, happens to own Instagram, right? <laughs> uh, TikTok, Snapchat, and same with um, you know any other social medias or even YouTube, for instance. Yeah, they're businesses and they want money. Yeah. Like that's what it comes down to, unfortunately. And, and I'm not a huge fan of like trying to outsmart the algorithm. There's certain things you can take advantage of like reels. I mean, it's still new right now. So there's a lot of potential for that organic growth. But the thing with like new platforms, the reason why you get so much organic growth in the beginning is because the, I, the algorithm isn't like totally there and you're just getting thrown in in front of new people consistently. But as soon as like the more and more people get flooded, then it has to be very particular about who they're showing your content to. And if if they don't think your content's good, then they're not going to show it to more people. And so like, there's all these other facets and like hashtags. Personally, I don't think hashtags are worth the time. That's a personal opinion. Like, cause there's a lot that goes into it with studying 
There's different tiers of hashtags that you're using, some that are common, some that are more specific, and some that are in the middle. So there's like a lot that goes into that, that you're spending all that time. And my thing is my time is my money. So I'd rather just like spend some advertising dollars towards a post that's performed well versus trying to like put a bunch of hashtag research into every single post, you know, and again, it can work for people, you know, again, it does work for people, but from my experience, I mean, you could, you can spend $5, $10 a day and just get so such a greater reach, make sure that your audience is actually seeing your content. And it's going to be so much more valuable than trying to, you know, hack the system or figure out different ways to get, you know, organic traffic. I see. What would you say, in your opinion, would be the best social media platforms for DJs to pay attention to? And then also, you know, based off stories versus news feed posts and anything else, what is the best method within that social media? Love it. Yeah. So um, I would say Instagram and or TikTok um, for sure. And I know that's not like a one answer, um, but I just think like for one, Instagram is just like, is not going anywhere. I think, you know, people said that about Facebook. They're like Facebook. People told me Facebook was dead in 2016. And that is so far from the truth. It is still alive and kicking. You know, most, I get a ton of business from Facebook, like, like, almost all my business comes from Facebook. Um, but now, now to be fair, like I've grown an audience of people who are less technologically savvy. So I do have like an older audience, but there's still tons of young, younger people. When I say younger, I mean like in their thirties on, on Facebook, you know? Yeah. But Instagram, um, is just awesome. But TikTok is super interesting. The reason why I think TikTok and I don't, I don't tell my clients to get on TikTok because I just don't, I don't think it's super valuable or worth their time. Um, because of one, them just like trying to learn it. I mean, I post my content on TikTok, but it's secondary to my reels. I just post my reel on TikTok and, and let it go from there. Mm -hmm. But what I've noticed about TikTok is how, how much of it is around music. And so I actually reached out to one of my friends who's a mus musician and was like, dude, you got to get on TikTok. It is so cool the way that they do. There's like duets, you know, you can, you're uploading your own um, audio. So if you, if you're like creating beats yourself, you can like have other people that are singing on your own beats or you can, the duets is cool because maybe you start something and then you allow a fan to jump in and, and, create their own part two to the verse, you oh. know, of something of that sort. Yeah. So there's like just some really cool, but I will say it is a trap. It is a black hole. <laughs> um, so be very careful, uh, because it will suck you in and you'll be like, Oh my gosh, I just lost three hours of my life. Um, so you gotta be, I was doing market research and then, you know, next thing you know, it's like two and a half hours later, I was like, Oh my gosh, my neck hurts. Um, <laughs> cause it just, there's no break in the feed. Um, it's just from like one, one thing to the next. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, but yeah, from that standpoint, from of really being able to incorporate music. And I, again, I mentioned the reels because being able to incorporate music, especially music that you love in music that you know, that your audience is going to love, then you're going to be able to connect with them on a, on a deeper level, even just that. I mean, you could, you don't even have to get like super fancy with it. It's just a matter of being creative. So that that's kind of like part two to your um, question is, is like, get creative, like have fun with it. 
because that's going to have a, gr a much greater impact. You know, some people may just be like pumping out reels, but there's not actually any con context behind it. And I took the time to make like these little extra things, these like little cool effects that you can do, you know, and, and then the results were clear, you know, like I got substantially amount more, um, views and engagement from taking that extra time to be creative. Now, again, you have to analyze your ROI and really thinking about like how much your time is worth. So you're not spending tons of time on it, but the more that you can just try and be unique and creative and look what other people are doing, take what you like and take what you don't like and just make something of your own. And that's, what's really going to resonate with, with people. Mm, love that. Love that. And you know, another thing that I'd also love to piggyback on is, uh, in regards to the Pat Flynn, right? The super fan effect is when you're engaging on these social media platforms, like Instagram stands out to me specifically, cause I literally just did this last week. Uh, one of our fans actually, uh, contacted us, just DM'd us, by the way, if you're on Instagram, uh, hit us up, learn from DJU. And there's a little plug. Um, but they just DM'd us and I decided, you know what? I'm actually in between meetings. Let me go ahead and pull out my phone and actually called them. Cause like Instagram allows you to call the you know video call people. So I didn't have to have their phone number. They actually answered and we ended up chatting for a half an hour and just, you know, this, this person was like across the country in a whole different state, but him and I were able to connect and talk about DJ stuff and really just have a great conversation, which was just a lot of fun for me personally too. So again, for, for you guys out there and girls out there, it's going to be a lot of fun to be able to connect with these people, you know, that they're, they're looking up to you already. So they're like, you're not hassling them, right? You're actually like exciting them if anything. And then guess what's going to happen when, when they are throwing a party or when they are uh, putting an event together, they're going to think of you, right? Or if you're promoting an event, uh, maybe a concert or you're, you know, part of a nightlife residency, they're going to go to your shows. Cause they're like, man, I really like this person. Right. Just like the Taylor Swift effect. It's not just about the skills. Like, okay, I like the music that they play in their performance, but no, I like this person as a person as well. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And giving people the opportunity to get to know you like on that level where you're reaching out. And, and I had the same thing. I'm trying to think where there's this one individual's name's Peter and I don't know how he found me again. You just like out to Peter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shout out. Oh, uh, I think he's in the Netherlands or, or oh, something wow. and country too. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. That's the thing. It was, he was in a completely different country and you know, we've had some great conversations just like back and forth. Um, you know, and, again, there's that level of creating a fan of, of, of somebody that that's really wants to support you because when you, when you take the time to have those conversations, they're going to want to support you even more. Um, you know, there's another, another friend that I have and man, he just, I, we've never actually even met in person and we just had a mutual friend and my friend told, um, him to, to follow me or, or something of that sort. Um, and so me and him just, you know, talk, but he shared so much of my content and I'm so grateful for it all the time. And he, and he talks about how grateful he is for me, you know? And so there's like this level and, you know, he doesn't have a business. He doesn't have, he's not a customer, but you know, I make the time for him because I think he's a great person. Um, but also just, I'm trying to make an impact on the world. So it's not always about the, the ROI. I just want to connect and, you know, make an impact on as many individuals as I possibly can. Hey, what's up, everyone? I hope you're enjoying the episode so far. You know, Nick and I covered so much and dropped so many value bombs that we had to split it up into two manageable parts. So keep an eye out for part two coming very soon. 
We hope this episode provided you with incredible value. Please leave us a review so we can learn from your feedback on ways to improve. Subscribe to the podcast and be notified when the next episode drops. Lastly, don't just listen to this podcast. Take massive, imperfect action.